Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Welcome to T3 Family Podcast. My name is Shannon Judkins. I am the Family and Children's Ministry Team Leader at Third. I also lead in the K2 classrooms at 915 on Sunday mornings. Today's special guest is Tim Van Monen, who is our K2 Children's Ministry super volunteer and amazing Bible storyteller. Welcome, Tim. Such an honor to have you here with us. Thanks, Shannon. It's fun. I appreciate you asking. Tim, would you share something about yourself? Sure can. Well, I know I've been working with Shannon for a few years, so she knows some of this about me. But for the listeners, uh, let's see, I've been married to Lucia for 35 years. Uh, We have been best friends for 40 years, actually. And uh, let's see, we live out at Lighton and in in a farmhouse. In fact, this is kind of a fun fact. I'm not sure Shannon even knows this. But our house is 97 years old. Now, we have not lived in that house for 97 years, but the house was built back in 1925, and actually, it's the house that I was raised in with seven brothers. We had eight boys in our family, no girls, and so I was raised there, and now, actually, since Lucia and I have lived there, we have raised our five children there, and we have five kids, like I say, and we have four boys, one girl, uh, two boys are married, one girl is married, and we have two bachelors of children yet. We have two grandchildren, um, one boy and one girl. Uh, Let's see, what else? Another, oh, another fun fact. I should tell you this, Shannon, I don't think you know this either, but we had our five children living uh, about two years ago. One lived in California, one lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, one lived in downtown Chicago, one lived in Ames, and one lived in Iowa City. That was just a short two years ago. Now, within 18 months, We have had all five children move back to the Pella area, and four of the five have bought homes, and the fifth one is actually looking at a house right now to buy. And if that all happens and uh, Keegan gets the house he's looking at, they will live, all five children will live 14 minutes from our house, the old farmhouse that they grew up in. So what a blessing it's been for Lucia and I the past 18 months to have our children Uh, be able to move kind of closer back home. It's kind of in a world that we live in that doesn't happen very often to have five kids and they all live within 14 minutes. I work out on the farm. Uh, We take care of crops, soybeans and corn for a lot of farmers around our area. We help them spray. We get them the spray. We, uh, that's kind of what I grew up doing. My dad did that. And so I'm doing the same thing that I did when I was back in high school. So it's kind of fun. Haven't fallen far from the tree. Some of our favorite hobbies, our kids, uh, I grew up in the water. My wife grew up in the water. Our kids grew up with us in the water. So some of our fun activities are, yeah, being around the water. We have, we like to spend time down by the river, um, spend time out on the lake. Uh, any vacation we go to, it has to have water involved. And so I guess you'd say we're water people, and that's kind of what we enjoy doing a lot um, in the summertime. That sounds like a delightful thing to, to do, to be in the water, especially when it's so hot. Yep, it's excellent. We love it. All right. Hey, Tim, how many years have you volunteered and served in our children's ministry at Third? Do you know? Uh, I would say pretty close to 15 to 20 years, somewhere around in there, maybe 18, something like that. I haven't really counted close. Wow. Well, you are such a friendly and familiar face to so many of our past and present K2 
K2 kids and what an impact you are making for God's kingdom. I have seen a lot of the kids grow. And when I meet them like uh, in the grocery store or sometimes when I meet them and they're driving a car and I look at them and I go, wow, I think I remember them in second grade. You know, so it's been kind of fun to see the kids. One thing, though, that I always notice, I continually get older. But when I stay in the K2 room, the children never get any older. (laughs) They're always kindergartners and first graders and second Mm -hmm. graders. And here I am the next year. I'm one year older and they just stay kindergartners and second grade, first graders. So it's uh, one of them things things that I continue to get older, and they don't age when you stay with the same group. <laughs> and Tim, just think of the seeds that you have planted throughout the years in their hearts, um, just for God's kingdom. Well done. That That's one thing that I feel like God's called me to do, you know, just plant seeds. He's the gardener, and he will make those seeds grow. And being a part of K2 has been always in the back of my mind that we are planting seeds. We are just there to be um, seed planters in the kingdom. And that's what we feel like. So, yeah. And I feel like you are so passionate and you enjoy serving in there. And and the way you share Bible stories with the kids, you do it with such a passionate heart and you pour into the Bible stories and you make them come alive. It's so neat to see the children so engaged during that time. What a blessing. And another thing I love about your storytelling is you keep God at the center of every every story. You can tell the story, but you always loop back around showing the kids where God is. Well, that's one of the things I really enjoy um, about teaching it here at Third, at the body of Third. Um, They give that that freedom to let the spirit move a little bit. And so I continually ask the spirit to kind of show me where to go. Sometimes it's just uh, black and white right on the paper and we go from there. Sometimes it kind of changes course. Um, One thing I really enjoy about, uh, like you said, bringing the story to life, I love to get the kids, even kindergartners and first graders and second graders, I love to get them to the point of amazement of who this Jesus is and who this God is and where they fit in God's story. Um, it's I love uh, helping them learn the Bible in chronological order also because we like to talk to them where this happened in the Bible and where this fits into God's story. And we like showing how the kids today, even though it's in the year 2021, they still are in God's story. God's story is not finished yet, and they're a part of it. And that is so fun to show them how people in the past have been part of this story, how they're part of God's story also, and how the people in the past fit, and how do they fit, and really help them understand that this is a this is a journey and it's a live journey it's been a journey for thousands of years and it's not ended yet and they're a part of it and and that is where i love getting them to that amazement part of 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 getting those wide eyes to try and see wow this is this is crazy how god has been the same god he was for abraham isaac and jacob he's the same god he was for for the gospel writers matthew mark luke and john he's the same god that was for dad and mom when they were my age he's the same god for us in the same story and i where how do i fit and that, so that is always just such a fun thing to try and weave that into each and every Bible story to make it relevant for them today. 
and it really shows the amount of time that it takes for you to prepare a Bible story for for each Sunday. I know you have thought about it. You've prayed about it. You have been in his word. I just, it, and it shows, Tim, it, it really does. And I, another thing you do so well is you have reflection time with them after sharing the story and just the Holy Spirit highlights opening that discussion for them. How does this apply to our lives now? And you do that so well. You bridge that gap. It's very fun to kind of prepare for these lessons. I know some people might call it a chore, but I do not. Um, I'll give you a confession, okay? Shannon didn't say that this was confession hour on the radio, but I'm going to give my confession quick. Um, I get more out of the story, I think, than the kids even do. I do these, um, I love being involved in, in the storytelling because of what I get out of it. I'm kind of selfish that way. And I've said, Shannon, before, I've said that, you know, I do this for me. I do this for my heart, for my relationship with Jesus. And if the kids get any fallout from it, that's great. That's a bonus is what I figure. But I love to, as I'm getting ready and preparing, I like to have the stories like Shannon says. Um, I do spend some time with them. I like to have them about a month in advance. And then each morning, I kind of pour over them a little bit. I kind of see which direction maybe God is, uh, the Spirit's taking um, the story for me. A lot of times I will read about three or four different commentaries from different you know, different pastors, different authors to try and get what the what the writer of the story is writing. Sometimes I read a a, a cultural cultural event Bible so that what like what is happening three thousand years ago in their culture? Why would the writer write this, and what does that mean to them back then? So that I can translate it to to the to today's kids. Um, I'll read the message a lot of times because that kind of is a relevant, more relevant speaking uh, this this day and age. I stick around with the NIV very closely because that's kind of the standard that we use. But I use different passages, different translations, different commentaries, and just to pull as much as I can out of the story so I can make it more real and more rich. And as I'm doing that, Shannon, I'm telling you, my heart grows closer to Jesus. My heart understands the Holy Spirit all that much more. And I understand where God is taking me in this journey. It's just not for the K-1-2 kids. It's for me. And so, yes, selfishly, I'm confessing, I do it for me, Shannon. Well, I can't thank you enough because it is such a treasure and a gift that you have given so many kiddos. I'd like to... Give the listeners a little taste of what a Sunday looks like in our K2 room and what it looks like to be a small group leader as well. So first of all, I definitely want to give a shout out to all of our wonderful volunteers. And it includes so many. We have small group leaders. We have a praise and worship leader, our Bible storytellers, our tech assistants. We could not do what we do on a Sunday without all of your help. So thank you to all of you who are a part of us. So let's do a quick walk through, Tim. In the morning, the children arrive. They arrive in their own age-level classrooms with their small group leaders. And I'm telling you, that small group leader of each group, they have their own kids. They are so important. They are building a rapport with the kids. They are learning about them. They're, they're 
just making a strong connection with each child. And it's cool to see the friendships that have been established from just being together throughout the year. And during that time, they do small, uh, just small group activities as far as free time, free choice, coloring sheet, etc. But that is really a connection time for them. And then after that, the small group leaders take their groups into the large classroom where we sit kindergarten, first and second graders all together within their small groups. And in that time, we open in prayer. It's, it's a divine time. We open in prayer, welcoming God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have a praise and worship time with our leader. And while the children are praising and worshiping, the small group leaders go into another room for our VIP meeting. And Tim, you're very instrumental in leading this time. It's a time of equipping, sharing the vision for the morning, important information in prayer. Tim, you have been so encouraging to these small group leaders in this time. That's really a special time. I've um, we, we started doing that maybe a year or two ago, I think. And that is a really important piece of this puzzle. Um, our volunteers are, I don't call them volunteers, I call them shepherds. And when we go into this VIP meeting, we, I address them as shepherds. And I, what I love about this is, yes, we open in prayer and we, we, we get about three to four minutes just to kind of try and, uh, put the story on the table of where God is leading today, what may be the message where we want it to point to. Sometimes when I'm getting the story ready, then I feel like God, uh, the Spirit's nudging me to say, you know, this is what we're going to focus on, or this is what I've, a challenge that these kids might have in their life today. And so what I love when I talk to the shepherds in that little quick brief meeting is I let them know where the story is going to go and where how I'm going to end it. And really where I want the questions to kind of begin when I get done. What I want to do is open up their hearts, open up their eyes, open them up to what God has for them in this story. But then the biggest important part is, you know, I can I can do all this. I, I'm the mouthpiece. I, I throw the story out there and then I can, then we turn them back loose to their shepherds and they go back in their small groups. And what I like the shepherds to do then is to, to follow up to take the story deeper than what I can when I'm standing there in front of 50 or 60 or 100 kids. You can only take the story so deep because you need to keep it on a level that, you know, a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old can understand. But the shepherds then that get to spend time with the kids, get to know them better, can take a little deeper question or they can ask the, their, their small group, what were you hearing in that story? What did that mean to you when, 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 when Tim went here with this story or when he said this or that? And that's why our shepherds are so vital in what we do, because we can stand, I can stand there all, all I want and talk for 20 minutes and give them a Bible story. And the kids can go back and color the walls of Jericho and make them all brown. But it's where it connects 
to their life and to their heart and to the story where it connects them into the story is where our shepherds have to take that. And so that little five-minute meeting before we get to go even to the big story is very vital for the shepherds to know where we're going for the morning. That makes sense, Shannon? That's great. That's exactly right on. And so then after that quick little VIP meeting, they transition back into the large classroom with their their groups. And then we do the monthly virtue. We have a Bible verse and then the Bible story, reflection time. And then we move into a quiet time with God. Last year, we implemented a resting and soaking time in God's presence. And what I loved about this, it gave the kids all, young and old, permission to pause, relax, release, and receive. And just to see all ages on the floor, young and old, our our small group leaders, everyone, having that opportunity to just be still was very interesting and very neat to see. It was so peaceful. There is nothing um, needed more in our life than that. And I have talked with Shannon about that too when she started doing this time of um, reflecting and trying to settle and be, be, just be quiet and let the spirit um, just kind of settle on the kids. You know, my days are busy. Everybody's days are busy. How much I wish someone would come to me and tell me to lay down on the floor for 10 minutes in the middle of the day and just be quiet. <laughs> yes. I would jump on that. Mm-hmm. Now, I know these kids are only five, six, and seven, but it is a practice that it, they vitally need. I know these kids run hard because all of our lives run hard. We run, we have 168 hours in a week, and we have. We get to see these children for one hour out of 168. And I know the life pace that I live. I know the life pace my kids live. And like I said earlier, I have two grandchildren. And I know the life pace that my grandchildren are going to live. And this quieting, this this exercise of slowing down is so, so vital. And when Shannon started this, I just was like, I was in tears just watching the kids because it was like, how important this is in our lives to get started in a habit of slowing our pace down, even if it is five or 10 minutes a day to try and just sit quiet with God and just let the spirit just kind of just flow over us. That's so it has been very, very good for these kids. I, and I watch them too. Like, like Shannon says, it's just encouraging to watch these kids. Now you got to understand we have five years old and six years old and seven years Yes, some of them are still getting their squiggles out. We get that. But after they do this a few times, you know, then they all kind of start settling in. And it's just amazing to see them um, really, really taking time and trying to slow down a little bit. It's good. Yes, I totally agree with that, Tim. And another cool thing to see is them then journal get out their journals, the small group leaders pass those out and they have markers and crayons. And then we just give the kids an opportunity to draw pictures, to write, to record whatever they experienced during that quiet time. And you would be amazed at how tuned in they are and uh, just the things they draw. It, it is a blessing to be a part of. Shannon, I'm going to jump in because now that you start saying that, I remember last year, this was, oh, I don't know, 
um, later in the year, about three-fourths of the way through the year, and we were doing this. And I had told a story about having a foundation built on the rock. And I had some bricks, and I had um, true statements from God about who these kids, who all of we are. We're all children of God. So these are true statements about everybody. But I was trying to focus on them on kids. And I had, I don't know, 12 or 15 bricks that said, you know, God loves you no matter what. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is the only way to heaven. I mean, um, you you can never leave the present, or God will never leave you. Uh, there was about, yeah, those truths, the true statements of God. And after we got done, as they had their quiet time, and then when they started journaling, I walked around like Shannon says, I'm kind of looking, and I walked by this little five-year-old girl, and she was, and she had written the words. It was pretty messy. I had a hard time reading them, but I figured out what they were saying. And what she had written was, I don't care what anybody else says, God loves me no matter what. And that just melted my heart at that moment. And I leaned over and I whispered in her ear and I said, you are exactly right. God loves you no matter what. And so here I'm seeing a five-year-old girl get this, understand how the building blocks of, of building your life on a foundation of truths rather than on a foundation of lies, because like I said earlier, we only have these kids for one hour a week, and I'm not trying to put a downer on anything, but I know when these kids go out into the world, they are getting told lies, and that's the way Satan wants to do it. So when we have them, we want to just build them up. We want to just make sure they hear truth after truth after truth, because they go out into a world, it's a tough world, and they will hear lies. They'll be lies about how they should act, who they should be, what they should be like, who really likes them and who doesn't like them. And so it's so instrumental that they hear solid truth and that they start getting these truths in their heads. And I think when you give them that little bit of journal time, they have time to reflect on that. And they can, when they pencil it, when they pen it to a paper, that's connecting their minds, that they're understanding, they're, they're, their hearts are understanding what they're hearing, and they start believing this stuff. And that's so important at a kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade level to start getting these true foundations nailed down, and they believe them. They, they know it. They believe it. They experience it. So it's a, just a great time, oh, Shannon. That's beautiful, Tim. I have... Um an experience that I remember during that uh, journal time with one child. She had drawn her hand and fingers with sparkles and light coming from all around her hand. And I just stopped and just inquired about what to, to have her tell me about what that picture was. And she said that that was God's power coming from her hand. And it, she said, it feels really warm. So I just was so happy to hear that they're experiencing God. They're experiencing the warmth of His love and then being able to write that and share that. So that is my heart's desire for every child, young and old, in that room to encounter God's loving presence. And I guess, Tim, you and I are table setters, and then we are just to get out of the way and let the Spirit flow. Yeah, we plant the seed, and we have a great 
fun time planting the seed. And we let, yeah, we let the Spirit take it from there. Um, it's fun talking about the triune God also, the three parts, the Godhead of being God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's another truth that, you know, children need really to understand that before their walk out into the world. Because um, so many times this world just makes gods out of whatever they want them to be. And so we talk about the Trinity a lot down there too. And I know you might say, wow, they're only five years old and six years old, but there's no better time to have them understand and believe and, and know the triune God, who he is, how he operates. And and that will help them when they get questioned then out in the world, when they're like, well, no, are you sure that's who Jesus is? Or are you sure that God was... So it's... Those are the things that I really enjoy about being part of this because I see children at a young age getting that foundation. So, no, it's great. And another cool thing that I have felt that was such a blessing this year was the fun with the father time, the centers. We have a fun God, and we wanted wanted to let those kids have an opportunity to hang out with him. And so we have created centers where they get to choose. Their small group leader helps them find a center, whether they want to worship with worship scarves, if they want to pray and um, do prayer mazes. We have different things um, at different times and they can create things. It's just hanging out with God and realizing He is fun. So then after our large group time, we, we transition back into our small group breakout sessions, and which are led again by the, the small group leaders. And that is where that discussion, that reflection, snack time, we also in, have an activity, either a craft or a game that again reinforces the verse, the virtue, the Bible story. And so that has been reinforced in them throughout the whole morning. So we really could not do all of these activities without our small group leaders. And Shannon, helpers. Shannon, shepherds, not small shepherds, group shepherds, leaders. Shepherds, Jim, okay. <laughs> I love to call them shepherds uh, because it just reminds me of how in the Bible Jesus is a shepherd, you know, and he takes care of his flock. And so when you're a small group leader— in K2, 3, K2, you are taking care of a flock. And so I'm just giving Shannon a hard time. We're <laughs> sitting here just talking. And so I just had to throw that in real quick when I heard her say small group leaders. So anyway, shepherds are a great way to, to, to have our small group leaders be because they really do shepherd these kids. You are right on. Okay, we're going to end with just sharing the new season. There is a new look this season. I am excited about it. We're gearing up and looking forward to it. And I think this is a perfect time to give a sneak peek. It's going to look different this year, Tim. We are going to start out with the K2 children in their small group rooms uh, as they normally do. However, when we transition into our large group time, we are going to join the third and fourth graders in the multi-purpose room for a children's church, kind of a taste of a children's church, which the third and fourth grade leaders or children will be leading and giving, uh, will give them opportunities to greet the kids, to lead praise and worship, to teach the Bible verse, to be up front, learn, leading those little ones. 
So we're also going to have the fifth graders eventually joining us with their prayers that they will be um, praying over us. There is a prayer ministry involved in this as well. So we are so excited to give these third and fourth graders a chance to get up and, and lead what they've been learning. And then we will wind up back in our small group rooms with our our same small group leader, our shepherds, Tim, shepherds, <laughs> for discussion, craft, and, and prayer, and then they'll leave. So, Wow, I didn't even know this. Sh- Sh- Shannon's, okay, so I flipped a few um, unknowns on Shannon about my family and how the house I live and all that is kind of a fun fact, but I didn't even know this. So this sounds really cool. This sounds like we're going to have a larger, large group. This is all new to me too. I'm just hearing this for the first time, you guys. So if you're on the radio listening, this, it looks, sounds like an awesome time. We're going to actually transition then into the multi-purpose room is what I'm hearing you say. That's correct. And then we're going to have large group all together. Oh yes. my God. Goodness, this is so awesome. That's going to be a great time to have some fellowship with older kids and younger kids together. That's what I'm hearing, right? That is correct, Tim. Yes. Can't wait. Well, Tim, I know this is such a busy, busy season for you, and I thank you for taking the time to be here to share your wisdom, your experiences, your love for the Lord and for our children's ministry. Thank you. Well, it's been good. You know, Shannon said to me, um, think about any final thoughts, you know, as we're closing up. And I kind of thought about that. And this is the thing that kind of came to me over the last couple days um, as I've been thinking about children's ministry. What I have read in the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I think in all three of them, those gospel writers, have quoted Jesus of saying, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to children like this. And so what Jesus is trying to say is we have to have that childlike faith. We have to be as a child that is vulnerable, that is willing to learn, willing to lead, willing to just, uh, understand and discover new things. And this is what God is asking each one of us as his children. But as I hear, I think it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I think in Matthew, it's Matthew 19, 14, I think is where he quoted Jesus saying, let the little children come to me. And what we want to do is just prepare the soil. We want to plant that seed. And what we're asking is the little children to come to us and we can help them discover Jesus. That's what Jesus was wanting the kids to do back 2,000 years ago when when Matthew, Mark, and Luke were listening to him say this quote right to him when, when the kids were coming up, bugging them and things like that. Jesus like, no, 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 no. I want them to know who I am. I want them to understand me. I want them to discover me. I want them to know my love and get to know me. And so we here, Shannon, I know her heart, and we love then to prepare this soil and have a place for these children to come to Jesus. And we just want them to learn who he is, learn his love, and try and just ask the questions about how do I fit in God's big picture? How do I fit in his family as a child of God if I truly am? So that's probably what came over me as a last thought of what I think children's ministry at third uh, really encompasses. So I, Shannon might have some last thoughts too, but that's probably where my heart would go. 
Tim, you nailed it. That is exactly it. Thank you so much. And would you bless us by closing us in prayer? That sounds great. Let's pray. You know, God, as we just sit here and talk, you are an amazing, amazing God. And I love to find that amazement. I love to understand how you're the same God unchanging from thousands of years ago. You're the same God today, tomorrow, and yesterday. And that's the God we want to know. I thank you for the opportunity to serve your kingdom. Um, You ask each of us to be a part of your kingdom. And this is a place where, you know, our hearts can be open to what your leading is. This is a place that we love to have fun as we're learning. And so I ask a blessing on not just K2, but all of the children's ministry um, here at 3rd. Our children, as they learn, will be the leaders of tomorrow, God. You know that, and you know you have a place for them already as your kingdom workers. And I just love seeing these kids grow as they start at K, 1, 2, and I see them move on through the grades, move on through high school, and they start finding their place in your kingdom. And knowing that the seeds were planted many years earlier, God, I just thank you for that. I thank you for that blessing. It blesses me, as I said earlier, Jesus. It blesses me more than it does even the children. So I thank you for that blessing that you give me. I thank you for you loving my heart and and, and wanting me to be part of your kingdom. Um, I just look forward to the shepherds that uh, might step forward uh, for the new year. Um, It's an amazing time that we can grow together. And so I ask a blessing on anyone that you place on their heart that they might want to step into that role as a shepherd to care for and love um, children and walk with them and maybe sometimes get into little tough situations with them, God. I ask for a blessing over those tough times. I ask for your spirit to be with any of these kids as they have been at third or will be coming to third as they go out into the world that they can be a light as we hopefully are a light to them here and they can show Jesus in their school, in their neighborhood, in their families or wherever they might go. God, I ask for that blessing as they come, as we interact with them and as we send them out to be servants of the kingdom. God, we just love you. We love that you're, you're leading us. We lo- I love your passion for your people, your children. God, we just love you. In your precious son's name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family. 